Hello and welcome to the Read Together podcast. My name is Andela Jones. I am the Community Assistance Administrator at Pell City First United Methodist Church. I am a wife and mom of three children who continue to teach me new lessons every day. Our reading today comes from the book of James, chapter 3, starting at verse 13 and continuing through chapter 4, verse 3, and also chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. James is speaking on two kinds of wisdom. Verse 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambitions in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap by harvest of righteousness. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have it because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Hmm. Wisdom. Have you ever listened to the wrong person for advice? In the spring of 2006, our children were then six and four, and I was pregnant with our third child. With our kids in tow, I was making a grocery store run. The sky looked ominous as we entered the store, so I grabbed the kids' raincoats and the only umbrella in my minivan. When shopping was completed, we waited just inside the store to see if the downpour would let up a little before we made our way through the parking lot. That never happened, so I finally decided to just make a run for it. I exited the store with my four-year-old seated in the front of the cart, my six-year-old riding on the end of the cart, and groceries piled high in between them. The wind was blowing so hard I had a hard time keeping my umbrella from turning inside out. As I approached my parking space, I became frustrated to find that another minivan had parked over the line into my space and it was now so tight on the driver's side that I wasn't sure I would be able to get in. After going to the other side and getting the kids all settled into their car seats and the groceries from the cart into the back of the minivan, I was pretty well soaked. Somehow, I managed to get my pregnant belly through the tiny pathway between the two minivans. I could crack the door just wide enough to wiggle through to my seat, all while holding my van door so that it would not hit the van next to me. All seemed successful until, due to the strong winds, I removed my hand from the door in order to get my umbrella down. It took too long to come down, and inevitably the wind blew my open van door into the van next to me. Now, the van next to me was an 80s model van with quite a few dings and dents. Still, I got out and I looked to see if it appeared to have any damage that was caused by my blue van. I could not tell any damage at all to either vehicle. Phew! I wiggled back through the small opening and into my minivan. 
I had just enough time to find a napkin to wipe my face, and then it happened. All of a sudden, there was an extremely belligerent woman yelling profanities at my window before I could even look up. She had apparently been sitting in the minivan next to me the entire time and had watched me struggle to get my kids' groceries, myself, my umbrella into my own minivan during the storm. She had also witnessed me getting back out and checking for damage. Still, she accused me of denting her already dented van and said that she would need my name and phone number. I told her it would take a few minutes for me to find pen and paper. So she hopped back into her van and I rolled my window back up as I searched for pen and paper in my purse. I was scared of her. She seemed like the type that would follow you home. My kids were terrified. My four-year-old had come out of her car seat to stand right behind me. She said, Mommy, she was scary. What are you doing? I told her the lady asked for my name and number so she could call me with a repair estimate on her van. And in these tense and anxious moments, my four-year-old responded with, Don't give it to her, Mommy. Torn between my own fear and anxiety and that of my children, when I found paper and pen, I succumbed to that fear and listened to my four-year-old. I wrote down a fake name and fake phone number. It was not my finest moment. I hurried out of that parking lot, and when I reached home, I was still shaking. I had also become angry and prideful. How dare she treat me that way? I called my husband and told him about the incident. He listened, and he sympathized. But then he also reminded me of what I already knew. No matter what the other person's actions were, I was only responsible for mine. And my actions were not wise and were certainly not actions that God would have me do. James tells us that there are two types of wisdom. One is worldly and demonic. It's characterized by bitter envy, selfish ambition, pride, self-deception, or the suppression of truth. The consequences are disorder and every evil practice. In other words, this sinful kind of wisdom will be clearly revealed by how it does things and what happens as a result. Just as living faith is evidenced by its actions, so are the source of worldly wisdom is revealed by qualities and outcomes. The second kind of wisdom is godly and heavenly, as stated in verses 17 and 18. The contrast couldn't be greater. James describes it as, first of all, pure and peace-loving, considerate or gentle, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Submissive here means mature wisdom does not cling stubbornly to one's own opinion, but is open to reason and able to be persuaded. Impartial reminds us that God does not show favoritism. The result of this kind of wisdom is a harvest of righteousness, even better this wisdom, as James has already told us, is available as a gift from our generous God. We are constantly bombarded by information, notifications, reminders, and responsibilities, and it's a lot to deal with on a normal day, and it's even worse when we are trying to make a big decision or get some guidance. Between the advice of our friends or family, the stuff we find on the internet, and whatever our gut is telling us to do, it is not easy to know 
whose advice to listen to. James chapter 4 verses 7 and 8 says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. No matter what hard place we find ourselves in, feeling alone can make us vulnerable to bad decisions. Hard places can also make us want to default to our feelings rather than to wisdom as our God. That's not the best time to make a decision, and especially not one alone. The results of my unwise decision of listening to my four-year-old and my fear led to a police officer on my front porch about two weeks later. You see, that lady from the parking lot went to the police when she finally discovered I had given her false information, and now she was even angrier. She wanted to take me to small claims court. The kind officer explained that if I had just given her my correct information, that it would have been the end of the situation since it had occurred on private property. There was no way to prove I had caused any damage to her van. But, because I had been unwise in giving false information to her, the story ended with me paying her $250 just to keep her from taking me to small claims court whereby I would have been responsible for those court costs. When we are in tough places, they are often more significant than a screaming lady in a parking lot. I understand. I've been there too, and I'll probably be there again. And when we're there, we have to be honest that we're not in the place to make big decisions right then. Maybe we're not even in the place to make decisions on simple requests from others. This doesn't make us bad or incapable, but it makes us smart. Smart enough to know to pause and take extra time when life takes on extenuating circumstances that are hard. In this pause from decisions, go to your safe place. When the world beats you down, open up your Bible. Let his sentences finish yours. Let truth walk before you like a guide on a dark path. And also go to someone in your sphere of influence whom you know is wise. How do we know who to go to? The Bible makes it clear. He was wise and understanding among you. Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. James chapter 3 verse 13. Yes, let these wise people help you. Stand on top of their wisdom when you feel shaky with your own. When we can rise up on the wisdom of others and get a new view of our situations, our next steps seem a little clearer. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the help you surround us with, both in your word and also in the place and the people you place in our lives. Give us the wisdom to reach out for help when we need it, and make us aware of those around us who are hurting and could use your hope. In Jesus' name, amen.